I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. December 1st, 2020. Giving Tuesday. Terrible stories about Black Friday. Discussing the Catholic Liturgy of the Word, and, today's Advent readings. This, is, Awesome, Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello and welcome to December. Welcome to December, the we, first we did day it. of December. Yes, we made it. We did. It's the last month of 2020, you guys. This all feels very false since we're recording on November 30th. I, I in, feel like I am the lie. In my mind, I'm having an astral projection into okay. tomorrow, so I'm feeling that rush of enthusiasm already. Gotcha. Well, along with being December 1st. It is also Giving Tuesday. That's right, it is. Which is a worldwide celebration of generosity. I'm a loser. Uh, perhaps, perhaps not. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know about this. This isn't anything that's ever crossed my radar before. I have known about it for years, my friend. You're a more giving person? I am. I'm asking? No, it's, that's not it. You are extremely generous. Yeah, the dog's... They're, they're, they're testing yeah. the line. Um, you're extremely generous, and that is the truth. I just think you're not as plugged into things that were generated and exist almost all online. That's true. The way Giving Tuesday does. Okay, okay. But it's not, like, completely online. Well. As I discovered. No, you can go in out into the world, into the community, and do giving things. But I'm well, going to say Well, you plainly this. didn't read the notes I made. I haven't read your notes. I try okay. not to read them because... Then stop correcting me. I'm not correcting anybody. I'm, I'm just gonna saying... I'm going to cancel this show. I'm saying that You've a lot of people... made this an environment that is scary. It's hurting me, and I'm going to cancel it. You're dang. Are you suffering? I am. Okay, well... I'll probably sue you. Oh! <laughs> I roughly know what you make, yeah. 
so you do. you're in trouble. Okay, we're both in trouble. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's not very giving. No. But today, people around the globe will come together, whether they want to or not, <laughs> showing kindness and generosity in all its damn forms. Right? Both online and otherwise. Yes, it could be by giving their voice, their time, their money, goods, uh, in advocacy to support communities and causes, all kinds of stuff. If you go to HQ, like headquarters, hq.givingtuesday.org, you can look up and find Giving Tuesday in your country or community, Yep, most likely, because it is very big and broad-reaching. Oh, yeah. Um, you could also just participate as you go. Sure. You don't have to give money to somebody else okay. to participate in the thought behind things, right? That's right. So you could offer someone a compliment, a kind word, an encouragement, just somebody you know or some rando that you cross paths with. Do it. What a, what's one day out of the year? You can spare a compliment to a stranger. Oh, don't guilt trip people into it. That's naughty. I'm pretty sure actually Giving Tuesday is... Guilt Trip it, Tuesday? It, it's fine. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Inspired by, powered by, driven by collective guilt. It comes on the heels of a whole weekend. It used to just be Black Friday. Now it's Black Friday all the way to yeah, Cyber Monday. Yeah. It's people still, spending all their money. They should have called it Black Tuesday because they're making people feel bad. Yes. You yes. should feel guilty. Give yes. us some money. Give us some money. Can I make a recommendation? Okay. If you don't know where to give on Giving Tuesday? Well, I just gave one. Yes. HQ.GiveUsYourMoney.org. Yes. <laughs> I know. I did all this go so dark. You I, took it to a bad place. You're the one that's taking it to a dark place. I'm you just Black over here. I'm going to compliment you. You took that dark faster than anyone could. <laughs> you are a great dark taker. Ooh, that's my D and D name. Is it Dark Taker? It feels it feels accurate. If you don't have anywhere to give, and you want to give, you feel bad, you feel guilty, and you're like, I gotta assuage my guilt. Tell me where to give. I like to point people to World Vision. Okay. I've seen their work up close and personal. It's legit. It helps not only in relief situations, but also in developing communities in countries throughout the world, including the United States. Okay. So that's my recommendation. I'm going to one-up you. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm going to say, why don't, why don't you log into the Facebook group that so many of you are a member of. Pick yes. out somebody you know in the group or somebody that you see post a lot. Okay. Or somebody that you don't see hardly ever post yeah. or something and just throw a kind word their way. Okay. And if, that's, if that feels too personal, just... Launch a, a nice general good thought out to the whole group. Okay, I like it. I'm in yeah. a huge favor of that. You don't you you don't have to say you like me or anything. I'm not asking for that. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm really not. I'm not now passively aggressively asking for that. No, I'm not trying to double psychology anybody. I'm serious. I I'm not saying that because I desire someone to uh -huh. pat my head and tell me good boy. You don't like that. I don't need that. Yes, I don't need that. Mm -hmm. Um. But it, that's certainly not a condemnation to those who do. That's right. Need some strong, encouraging words. So yeah, re reach out to to places you don't. I guess, I guess where I'm going with that, and this is a long held, deep conviction 
of mine about charitable endeavors yeah. is it bothers me personally mm-hmm. when I step over and past a situation to try to get to another one to do a thing. Yeah. So to to pass five people that I could have offered something good to to get all the way to whatever organization wants my check. Right. And I'm not saying that in, in condemnation of others. I'm really not. I'm saying for me, that's bothersome. I really think the most meaningful way I can participate is as I go. I love that. That's very powerful. Okay. Well, on that high note, let's move into some of the worst Black Friday stories that we could find as told by members of the retail community. Can I ask, does anybody get punched in the cooter? Not by name, either body part or person. Not a single person has commented to me that I said the word cooter on here. Probably everybody is just still, like, they clutch their pearls so tightly that they're gasping for breath. They can't speak. There's, ah, ah. Now, here's the thing. You have known me for, as we've established on here, over half of my life. Mm -hmm. I have a public-facing persona that's very, I mean, I don't want to say uptight. Very mannerly. Can I say mannerly? Mannerly? You can say whatever you want. Okay. And that would not involve saying the word cuter. That's true. You also do know me in our private life mm-hmm. where I'm a Old lot less... Maggie potty mouth comes out. <laughs> yes. So I don't feel like you were that surprised that I was able to... I was surprised that you'd share it <laughs> beyond our little group of two here. <laughs> it's just... It's... Perhaps you forgot... That even though YouTube downloads are very low, there's actually a pretty freaking large <laughs> amount of downloads that happen. Here's the thing. Like, maybe I just should have been letting loose with my complete, full, authentic potty mouth this whole time. It it's doesn't possible. seem to have ruffled anybody's feathers. Well, not that we know. I have not, well, that's though, true. I've not looked through... Yes, I haven't looked at downloads yet. ...metrics and things extensively to see a massive drop-off. Yeah. Uh, for that matter, it would be hard to tell because I feel like, gosh, anywhere from one-third to one-half of downloads for this show don't actually happen on the day they occurred. Okay, right. Or the, the day they went live. Sure. So it'd be hard to know. That's true. We that's could literally lose half our listenership tomorrow over the Wedgies episode that did so well on YouTube. <laughs> At least, yeah, there's a lot of click-through was rough. You but, know, yeah. I can't even remember what we were talking about on the Wedgies thing. I can't either. Was it like National Wedgie Picking Day or Wedgie Day? No, or? I can't remember. I'd have to go look now. It's well, I almost don't want to know now. I can't yes. remember what I said. Maybe we blacked out and we talked horribly. Maybe you said the word you said. I won't, you can't even I won't say, say it. it. <laughs> Let's get to these terrible okay. Black Friday stories, please. This is a quote from a, a retail worker. I saw an elderly woman steal an item out of a man's wheelchair cart. Oh, that's low. It's pretty low. That is low. Hope it's worth it. I hope it was worth it to you, ma'am. Well, also, someone punched a security guard, not in the cooter. Not the cooter. No, cooters were harmed in the beginning of this story. Wow, this is going to just be that episode, isn't it? I can't even title it like I should. Please don't. I don't type things like that. That's right. Someone punched a security guard in the face because they thought he was another customer trying to skip 
to the front of the line. May have been me. Would you punch someone in the face over getting cutting in line? I've I've wanted to. Well, sure. I've wanted to, and as yeah. long as that desire is there, I got to think. Okay. All it all it's going to take is the perfect alignment of life events. Yes. Where I'm sitting on the ragged edge, mm. and that's the final straw. Yes. 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 Um, a lady called nine one one because our store would not price match with another store. She went ahead and picked up that phone and called nine one one. Yep. Police did show up, and they arrested that lady for misusing the emergency system. <laughs> Gonna call nine one one on you, idiots! Oh, this one's almost as bad, except the police were not involved. Right. One woman was demanding an extra discount. Extra. Like the Black Friday prices weren't low enough. Right. No, 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 no. I want extra discount. When we refused, she maintained perfect eye contact with us while pouring her coffee all over the floor. That's classy right there. Kyle, people are not awesome. Well, they are. They just manifest differently at times. That, honestly, that's a pretty awesome move. It's <laughs> unnecessary. And the context was not awesomely implemented. But that's a bold move just to make solid eye contact and then slowly pour your coffee. She basically exercised the entire Oxford English Dictionary of curse words without saying a word. It's masterful. I suppose that's right. Yes. Okay. The store I worked at was running some kind of a special deal that with this that included gift cards. Uh-huh. And, and the lines were literally out the door okay. when this gal came on shift. Mm-hmm. And she was on a register and just nonstop. Running that register Non-stop. for hours, hours, ringing hours. up customers, ringing up those Black Friday deals, yes. not getting an I one called on her. That's right. That's right. After several hours in a zombie-like state, just greet the customer, ring it up, swipe the gift card, cut the gift card, give the stuff back, yeah, repeat over and over and over. A client handed her gift card and an ATM card. She swipes them both. She hands back the gift card, cuts the ATM card in half, realizing right as she's doing it, what she's doing, as did the patron who then just freaked out. Lost the complete mind. Yes. Yes. As you would. I mean, I, I would not like publicly lose my mind, but I would not be, I would be what we might say, like we might might call nonplussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, uh, do you want that one? I cannot read these. Okay. You're going to have to I'll just read. Okay. These. My dad was a police officer when the toy of the year was Tickle Me Elmo. Good so times. we're talking about the 80s, right? No, Tickle Me Elmo was the 90s. Was it? Early yeah. 90s then. Okay. But yes. It was okay. Whenever 90s. it was. Whatever. Um, well, he responded to a call at one of the big box stores. Uh, couldn't, author couldn't remember which it was. Two women beating each other up over the last Tickle Me Elmo in the store. Now, when he went to break up the fight, one of the women, she wasn't ready to call it quits. She twists around and bites his arm so bad that it drew blood. And he had to spend the next two years, every six months going in to have his blood tested to make sure he didn't have some kind of communicable disease. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ladies, it's not worth it. It's just a doll. It's just a doll. He isn't really even laughing. It's a recording. (laughs) 
And also, he's freaking annoying. Yes. Nico's starting to get into Sesame Street in the sense that he likes the songs, and he especially does like Elmo. I don't know why Elmo has to be such a Pied Piper of the toddler set. Now, I think I don't think he'd be that into an Elmo doll, but just hearing Elmo's voice... Yeah, he'd probably dig it. ...grating on my nerves. He'd dig it. No, you'd hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on Black Friday, every available cash register was staffed and the lines were minimally 10 people long. Mm-hmm. I offered to work through my break, but my manager came over and insisted I go on my lunch break. Apparently, it's against the law to have people working for more than four hours without a break. And that's true. True facts. True facts. Yeah. That's true. Well, I've been on my feet all day, so I needed a little refreshment anyway. I began signing off of my register, and that's when the entire store of people began booing me. I've never been booed in my life. Forty-ish customers actually booed me as I closed my register. Oh, man, because they were closing their register? That sucks. Why are people so terrible? I don't know. That's anti-awesome. Oh, I kicked your foot. That was also not awesome. Please forgive me. Um, I thought this was was interesting. I worked for six years at Johnny Rockets as a server and manager, and this is a burger joint. Yeah. And although we were inside a mall, yeah, we didn't open early on Black Fridays mm-hmm. like everyone else because we didn't serve breakfast. Right. Um, it made no sense to open that early to serve nothing. Right. 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 Well, when I got there to open up. We had people literally like shaking the roll down gates, screaming that they wanted food. I pointed them toward the food court and told them we don't serve breakfast. A lady spat at me and yelled, I know you have bacon back there. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) What is wrong with people? Yes. I do not like it. Um, let's see here. I want to find one more. Okay. There was one that I read uh, that I, I thought was especially worthy of having. Here it is. Uh, when I was in college, I worked at a toy store, and it was the year of the Furby. Furby, they're so creepy. Yes, they are. They were really hard to get, and our location only got 10. Oh. We were instructed to pass out numbers oh rather gosh. than the actual toy <sighs> to the first 10 people in line. Mm. And I was the, quote, lucky one that got to pass out the numbers. Uh-huh. I gave the first person their number when all of a sudden I'm on the floor. I've been tackled from behind. The woman slammed into me, knocked me to the floor, ripped the tickets out of my hand, and broke two fingers. What the hell? Right? The store refused to give her a Furby, and we detained her until the cops showed up. Good for you. That's people. Come on. Do people get, like, hopped up on PCP before they go out to Black Friday shopping? It's possible. That's insane. It's possible. Why would you bodily, physically tackle somebody or a freaking Furby? They're the worst things ever invented anyway. I'm sorry. I'm I'm using my very highest register of my voice. I don't normally speak there, but... I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Physically harming another human being over a Furby. 
Evidently, plenty of people can. I hate it. Yes. I am going to, I lied. I am going to share one more. Okay. Because I saw this one earlier and it, it was, it was sad. Okay. Sadly awesome. All right. Good. Let's end on a sad note. So, a man showed up the Tuesday before Black Friday to this store with a tent. Oh, no. Ice coolers. That's dumb. Generator. Don't do it. Television. Not worth it. Everything he needed. <laughs> To brave the, the nights before the event. That's so stupid. Listen, having spent 12 days without power recently, uh, yeah. very recently, yeah. I don't understand this, but okay, yeah. here we go. Well, evidently, lonely as you would be, yeah. anytime store people or anybody would filter through, yeah. he's more than happy to share his story, right? And he's bragging to everybody about being first in line, that he was going to get a plasma TV because he was going to be hosting the next Super Bowl party. So this was going to be the best thing ever. I hope it's worth it, buddy. Well, at 5 a.m., the doors open. The man runs straight to where the plasma TVs are. They're all gone. What? They're completely sold How? out. How? Because it turns out... This was, a, this was a Walmart, and as it turns out, for whatever reason, the Garden Center opened their doors 10 seconds ahead of schedule. Oh, no. And that was all that it took for the people at that entrance to get back there and scoop up the oh. 15 available plasma TVs. I'm literally going to cry. I'm heartbroken. The guy was dumbfounded. He argued with management, but there, there was just nothing that could be done. The TVs were gone. About to cry. It's, it's terrible. This is so sad. All of the yes, all of the flavors of insanity—they're all disturbing. Whether you're violent or insane, and sleeping in front of a store. I am so sad about that story. <laughs> I hope he's okay wherever he is. I hope you're okay, sir. Yes, he's he's fine. He's fine. I'm guessing he still ended up watching the game. Well, if okay. anybody unfriended him on Facebook or in real life, then. I'm guessing they weren't really a good friend for him anyway. They were not true friends, that's for sure. All right. Well, we, as promised, have, as promised. have some words. We have some thoughts on Advent. It's a lot of words. We know how to take a sharp left turn from talking about punching in the cooter to... To the church. Talking about the sacred liturgy. Yeah. <laughs> that is literally... If you were our neighbors or our friends in real life, you came over for dinner. That's literally what you would get from us. It's very probable. We will both be offensive within reason. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to break anybody's fingers over a, a Furby or anything. <laughs> tackle anybody. I might punch you if you cut me in line. Uh, that's true. But we also really dig and get very excited talking about our Catholic faith. Yes. And so now we're going to do a little Advent talk for you. Okay. I'm going to unfold just for the the non-Catholic familiars or for the, the lazy Catholics out there, oh. because there's a few of those. All right. I'm going to unfold a little bit here to explain form and format. Let's do it. Before we get into the material. Okay. So other than in some obscure instances... All Christians would accept the Bible as the Word of God. Yes. Within the Catholic Mass, and likewise true of other liturgical churches, there is uh, a segment of the Mass that's referred to as the Liturgy of the Word. Mm -hmm. So during the Mass, these readings, and it's readings from sacred scripture, 
the recommendation is that they be approached like a dialogue between God and his people. Um, again, it's his word, and, and that's what it's intended as, and so that's how you, you should listen to it, not as though you're a Bible student during the Mass trying to break it down, but just to hear and and appreciate this message. Uh, As as Scripture's read intermittently, we participate through listening, then through response, uh, giving thanks and praise. Um, Now we, and I can't speak to everybody else, I know as a Catholic, we, we believe that the Bible is one long sentence from God. Him continually and increasingly and even cyclically introducing and reintroducing himself to us yes. over the ages. The story of salvation from beginning to end, mm-hmm. spoken by God, yes. So because of this, the passages read aloud are chosen for specific purposes. They are in format. There's a, a first reading, a responsorial psalm, a second reading, and then a gospel Acclamation, and these are different sections of the Bible. So you're covering some timeline. Uh, now, this is true for the Sunday Mass, a solemnity, or a special feast day, for a quote unquote normal Mass, a daily Mass that's not assigned to a special event. It's a little bit abbreviated. You have a first reading, a responsorial psalm, and a gospel appl- uh, acclamation. So you've you've lost that second reading in the yes. mix. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, interestingly, this is something that did grow out of the original Jewish liturgy. Mm-hmm. Now, many of the first Christians were just a minute ago. They were Jews. Mm-hmm. And as they would have viewed things, their perspective, they didn't look at everything within Judaism as a failure. No, certainly not. That was all they knew. That they, it was, they viewed it, and rightfully so, that Judaism was perfectly correct. Yes. Right up until the point... Uh, when people would have rejected that Jesus was the fulfillment of their own prophecy, that he was the Christ and the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So, um, lost my place. Hang on. Uh, yeah, so then the early forms of the Catholic Mass were, they were a, a, a image of the Jewish liturgy with simply the addition of the gospel Acclamation, which is effectively acclaiming that Jesus is the Christ. Yes. Of course, Jews wouldn't have that part, right? Right. Um, then or now. Uh, so the, the first reading is generally then from the Old Testament. Again, mirroring that's all that the Jews would have had, that the Jews still have. Uh, so it comes from the Old Testament, and it, it would uh, it kind of makes sense now, mm-hmm. right? That that's why it would be Old Testament. And it's usually picked in a very coordinated effort to the gospel reading that will be on this same day. Mm -hmm. They are somehow linked. It could be a prophecy from the Old Testament that we see being fulfilled in the gospel. It could Mm -hmm. be a contrast between events uh, or even personalities from the old to the new. Um, It could be just simply a means of bringing clarity greater clarity to the gospel reading mm-hmm. from the essence of seeing seeing the rest of the story, seeing the fuller picture in this one very long sentence from God. Right. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. So nestled in between there, the responsorial psalm, uh, it either echoes or complements the first reading typically. That's right. Uh, And then the second reading for the masses that have it, this can be directly tied to one or both of the other readings. The tie can be obvious or it can be a little bit more difficult to sort through. You may need to know a little bit more context than the verses explicitly that are read. That's true. Sometimes it is a little bit of a question mark, like, why did they yeah. pick this one to go with these? Yeah. Yeah. So it never hurts to do a little pre-work and, and read around yeah. the verses a little bit to see sure. what all is going on. Sure. Um, but this reading is often one of the letters that was written by one of the apostles to the early church, and with the intention of offering support, clarification, encouragement, correction, guidance, uh, this especially as it applied to their making their way in a society that didn't necessarily share the same moral or ethic beliefs as the church. Mm-hmm. So it was a really in-the-moment applicable... Instructive. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's the teaching part almost, especially because when the um, apostolic letters were written, they were almost always offering some kind of a correction or a clarification, mm-hmm. you know, instructions of like, this is the this is the bread and butter. This is where the theological rubber meets the road of how right. do we live this life in Christ. Right. You've, you've drifted here because right. this other group who's present in your community, who's influential, who's, they're not bad people, any of that. They just, they have a different belief and some of that's bled in yes. and you've drifted from the original message. Right, exactly. Or, hey, good job. You've clung to it, mm-hmm. and your your goodness is known far and wide. Yes. High fives all around. High fives for everyone. Yes. Um, now, the final reading, the gospel, acclamation, this is the high point of the liturgy of the word. It is, uh, it is about the new covenant. That is, effectively, testament is covenant. Covenant, then, is the, the family bond yes. that God wants to establish between he and us. Yeah. And so... 
that's what this is about. And it's shown to us through the life and ministry of Christ. Yep. So that's a lot. It's really a, a deep and thoughtful and reverent structure as it should be. It should be that awesome um, to celebrate God speaking to us as a group, us as the church being the bride of Christ, being in other uh, other uh, uh, analogies used, his children. Yes. Yeah. It's like a family meeting. That's so good. And that's something we need to really emphasize to our kids. I think it's so easy when you're in mass and we're, we're new converts in the grand scheme of things. We came into the church officially at Easter of 2018, but even now having gone to mass for as long as we have, it's easy to get to the point where you're sort of just sitting there kind of, mildly critiquing the lector to see right. if they read it right. correctly. They sniffed into the microphone. Yeah. You're not really thinking about making those connections or why different selections are chosen. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to remember that and to help our kids as they tune in to not tune out. During to that not part. tune out. And to take, if you realize that there is a message there to be heard, that it's been that, that painstakingly crafted. Exactly. Yes. Then it also puts some onus on you to say, well, if I didn't get it. Yes. One, I ought to pay attention. Two, if I didn't get it, maybe that means I need to quit being an infant and go read a little bit yeah. more and, and look because the, the answer is there. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, you and I grew up evangelical where um, whoever was preaching, the pastor, usually the church, would kind of just pick and choose whatever was speaking to them in the yep. moment. And so they might pull one verse out of the Bible. They might work through one by one uh, book at a time, kind of preach through different sections of that. But when it comes to the more liturgical churches, some people might call them the high churches, these are people who are speaking from a lectionary that's pre-chosen. Yes. And so it's up to like... In a very scholarly fashion. Yes, in a very scholarly and thoughtful way mm-hmm. to connect all of these varying passages together to show, to exemplify how the Bible is one story of salvation yeah. from God's heart to us from the beginning to the end. Right on. So in each season then, just big picture, in each season of the liturgical year, there is a focus. Yesterday's podcast, you explained Advent, the focus that it points us towards. Uh, So then all of that wrapped up with a nice little bow. Yeah? So we'll be sharing some of the readings. The readings we'll be sharing are from the uh, Catholic lectionary for the year. And for today. And for today. For each and every single day, there are readings. Yes. There is a Mass every day. These are the readings from the Mass every day. Now, we are also doing the Shadow and Light book, and Tish Oxenreiter is the, the author of that. So she has pulled in some different readings based on different lectionaries. Other Advent guides are going to have different readings. But guess what, you guys? It doesn't matter because it yeah. does all still tell the story of Christ's coming to earth and what we have to look forward to as we anticipate his kingdom. And I think that Isaiah 11, which is the first reading from today's mass is perfectly exemplary of that because it starts out by talking about, and this is from again, Isaiah chapter 11 on that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse and his roots, a bud shall blossom. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom, understanding. And then it goes on to talk about what his kingdom will look like. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I wanted to talk about the fact that 
this idea of the root of Jesse, the stump mm-hmm. of Jesse, this is so important. This prophecy indicates that the Messiah would come from the root or the stump of Jesse, which is the house of Jesse, which we now know, of course, in the generation that followed directly would be the house of King David. So this is hugely significant in our understanding and the understanding to the world, the part of the salvation story that we understand that Jesus as the Messiah it, it affirms, it confirms, it further exemplifies how God approached people from the beginning, and that uh, is as Father. So, and, and strong as well to recognize this is written before Jesse was a person. Right. And it's speaking to the descendants even of a man who's not yet yeah. living. So God is almighty, he could have chosen genuinely and literally any context for how he wants us to relate to him. He could have chosen to be known simply and always as the king or the ruling one or like any Which is, is, manifestation. Uh, God Almighty is, is another religion altogether when it is absent of father. Yeah, exactly. That would be uh, Muslim faith. Islam, yes, mm-hmm. that is... They do not identify. In fact, they find that the Our Father prayer is offensive offensive yeah. and like shockingly so because yeah. of the idea of calling God Father. But so in our faith, in our understanding, he chose for us to relate to him as Father. And in fact, if you look at the Godhead, the persons of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Spirit, two of those roles are known in the family context, mm-hmm. Father and Son. With Spirit being the love Yes, exactly. The love that pours forth from them, that the love between father and son cannot help but to create. Mm -hmm. And the original initial initial creation that came from their love is the spirit. So then later, as Catholics have affirmed for centuries now, Christ himself would go even further to crown his mother as queen of heaven and earth. And we see this typography in King David himself, his mm-hmm. wife Bathsheba, who's the mother of King Solomon. So we see this picture of the idea of queen mother. Yes. Which is set up for us in the Old Testament. Um, that is a type for what Mary then would become as the queen mother of the church. That's a whole side topic that we yeah, can talk about for a, a long time. Yeah, that's a whole lot of more stuff. Yeah, part of Marian theology, one of the Marian doctrines that the church affirms um, and has affirmed for, for a long time. So anyway, what we know is that the context for us knowing God, having relationship with God, is through family. So this passage, again, we're talking about Advent being both and, both looking at the people of God longing for their Messiah in the moment, and then also longing for the kingdom that is to come. So this passage, Isaiah, again, is so both and. It foresees a kingdom that is impossible for us to conceive of. And some of the characteristics are the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with kid, the calf and the young lion browse together, a little child guiding them, the cow and the bear shall be neighbors, together their young shall rest, the lion shall eat hay like the ox, the baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair, the adder being another kind of snake. So this is a looking ahead, this 
this part, this incarnation of the kingdom of God has not been brought to fulfillment yet. Or has it? Well. That's a that's an off-camera off topic okay. that I want to pour into you with today. Okay. Well, Christ seems to recognize the impossibility of the attributes of his kingdom in the gospel in chap- Matthew chapter 19. He himself says, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. He says that after he talks about how impossible it is for a rich person to enter heaven like a camel going through the eye of the needle. Which isn't how we would think of it. It's not. It's not. The needles we have today didn't exist. And the eye of the needle was actually a small door in a large walled city's gate. And for a camel to get through it. It was possible. Yeah. But the camel had to kneel down and almost crawl through to get through there. It was possible, but tricky. So I think it it, it says a lot, too, about the the humility required to enter. That's, again, a whole other thing. Yeah. So this prophecy from Isaiah looks ahead to God restoring everything to his vision and his plan before his creation was corrupted by sin and by death. Some of the things I thought were interesting. So as we've said now many times this is a prophecy pointing forward to the arrival of christ that he will be just he will be considerate uh in in his judging Mm -hmm. of each person looking at each person's differing abilities and capabilities that he's would be harsh only to those who have been harsh Mm -hmm. Uh, that there will be peace especially between those where peace has not existed and interestingly to, to me, at the end, it just in, in, in a not belabored point, says the earth will be filled with the knowledge of ah, the Lord. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read the whole entirety of Isaiah oh, 11 there. Oh, so, gosh. But yes, there's so much good stuff. And it was just Isaiah one through t- 11, 1 through 10, yeah, if anybody yeah, wants yeah. to go and look at that. So the responsorial psalm, which we won't read the entire of, entirety of, is the 72nd psalm. And it's an absolute mirror of this former prophecy, uh, even offered in the form of a prayer, I believe, as uh, as King David is looking toward seeing his son Solomon ascend to the throne to replace him. Um, it expounds on this same message of peace and, and pushes even further into some messaging about overwhelming abundance. Mm. And just like the the former the the chapters the verses from Isaiah reference the earth being filled with the knowledge of the Lord. This ends with the earth being filled with God's glory. Yeah, I'll tie that together when it's my turn to talk again. Okay, well here's the gospel for today. It's from the Gospel of Luke, chapter ten, verses twenty one through twenty four. I feel like I should stand stand up. Yes. We normally do that. We it, stand up for the gospel reading. That's right. So from the Gospel of Luke, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit, and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Father. No, no one knows the Son. No, why can I not do this? No one knows who the Son is. Except, except for the Father. Except the Father. The syntax there tripped me up. Yes. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, 
and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Turning to the disciples in private, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desire to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So this is from, this is a note from the Ignatius Study Bible, which we have and is a fantastic resource. Yes, it is. This is the note. Jesus is the divine son of God, and so the heir of his father's authority and estate. The father, son, and spirit are equal in being, and no one of them possesses more of the divine life and knowledge than the other. Since the son is no less perfect than the father, he is uniquely qualified to reveal the inner life of the Trinity to the world. So, or you could say the inner life of the family. Yeah, the family. Yes. So we see this rare glimpse of the Trinity being made manifest. We only see a few glimpses of this in the Gospels. It did make me think of what I know to be true about theology of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the theology of the body, Pope St. John Paul II alludes to how it's based on man being made in the image of the triune God. We know this to be true from the first chapter of Genesis. Since God exists as a communion of three divine persons, giving themselves completely in love to each other, man and woman created in the image of the Trinity are made to live not as isolated individuals, each seeking his or her own pleasure and advantage of the other. Rather, man and woman are made to live in intimate personal communion of self-giving love and again, mirroring the inner life of the Trinity or of the family. Yeah. So again, it all ties back to this concept of family, the human family and the family that is the body of Christ, which then ties back to the concept of family really being emphasized in Isaiah as Christ himself, the Messiah being the root of Jesse. Yeah. So context around that, which I found interesting in and of itself, uh, this is during Christ's ministry on earth. He had previously, he'd sent a group out to minister. They have returned. And in his exchange with them, uh, both from their experience as well as then talking through it with him, they've gained an increased understanding of the knowledge of the Lord and of being filled with God's glory. Mm-hmm. And it is at this that, that Jesus is rejoicing and praising as this, uh, the selected text picks up that he's rejoicing and praising God for their understanding, uh, emphasizing the strength of what they've understood by stating that prophets and kings would do anything to know. The, the most yeah. elite of the world would do anything to know what this group now understands. Yeah, and here they are, a ragtag group of fishermen. A bunch and of fishing, stinky-fingered. Yeah. All kinds of, yeah, it was a motley crew for sure. Yes. Well, during Advent is really one of the only times that it's really emphasized or discussed that Jesus is the root of Jesse. I mean, that's always true. It's eternally true, but we don't really talk about that as one right. of his titles very often. We, we roll through the way the lectionary is set up is that we try to roll through the majority yeah. of the Bible in its entirety on a on a three year basis. So you don't you don't have a lot of time to right. to do the old Rinse, repeat. You lather once and you move on. <laughs> That's all you got. Just know every time you come across that title for him, the root of Jesse, we can be reminded, we can be reassured of God's desire for us to know him, yeah. the fullness of the Godhead in the context of family. To really know dad. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
So those were our thoughts on Advent today. Indeed. We have one, back to the secular world, we have one trending okay. thing out there, which I find hilarious, okay, as does it. most of the, seemingly most of the uh, trending searchers out there. Yeah. The UK's culture, the United Kingdom, the UK's culture secretary is asking Netflix to warn viewers that The Crown is fictional. The Netflix series, The Crown. Yes. Okay. And more specifically, he's requesting that they apply a health warning. <laughs> Why? It's it's just as bad as smoking if you think The Crown evidently, is nonfiction. Evidently, smoking, <laughs> full frontal nudity, adult situations, all of that. Yes. Wow. It's okay, UK. Calm down. It's, we all understand. Yeah. This is fictionalized. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> that's And that's been the general response from yeah. everybody is like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. You know, we kind of fell off on The Crown. We watched the first few seasons, and then it just got a little in the weeds, I feel like, of some UK culture uh, stuff. Yeah. That, and, and for us, it's it's not stuff. Yeah. We, don't, we aren't... Uh, we're not Anglophiles. Yeah, or any of the other. I can't think. There's there's a specific term for those who are fascinated with the royal family. Oh, right. I can't remember what it is. I wanted to call them crown lurkers, but I don't think Ooh, that's correct. It may not be correct, but I like it. Do you like it. that? Yes. Lurker is a good, dirty word it's to assign so to dirty. anything. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a great segue into world. Or maybe just earl well, Without the W. But we now we have a watch right here. Well, yeah, I guess you could go watch The Crown and then write your own letter to the UK's culture secretary saying, hey, no worries, bro. I kind of figured out pretty quick that this is fictional. In case you're new to Awesome Today, Whirl is watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Yes, the four things. Yes. So, yeah, go watch The Crown. If you make it through all the seasons, good for you. It's still ongoing. Yeah, we may return to it one day. We'll see. I know the most recent season deals with all the way up into the contemporary of the Princess Di era. Oh, wow. Maybe that's why they need a health warning. People are like, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. believe how terribly Diana was treated. Well, and they're not, I don't, I can't remember if it was about Princess Di or not. It's just, I skimmed so fast through the commentary around this trending thing. One of the concerns overarching, though, was that maybe it wasn't the fairest of portrayals of some of the different affairs and things that have gone on. I'm sure that the crown, the actual crown, would want you to know that. Yes, they don't. They don't want names sullied uh-huh. unless they've chosen which names they shall be sullied. Okay, go back and I've told you this before. Go listen to the podcast you're wrong about and listen to the Princess Diana series because it's enlightening. Um, we are reading daily the Tish's book. What's it called? Shadow and Light. Shadow and Light. My that Tish is the, writer, my friend. Yes, the Advent book. Yes, that's right. Um, listening. We, I, w- I want to give just a completely random shout out to a podcast mm-hmm. called The Lanky Guys. Indeed, it's a good one. This is a priest and a parishioner. A deacon. Is he a deacon? Yes. I don't think he was when I first started watching. Okay. Uh, watching, yeah. When I first started watching the words come out of the speakerphone. <laughs> You're an advanced podcast. I am. I can see into the fourth dimension. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Whatever the case may be. He's, he's uh, either a deacon or, I'm sorry, I may be wrong. He's either a deacon or he may, I think he may be also just like a professor or a teacher something, or something. Like he's not just he's, a rando No, he's street. deeply, 
He's deeply educated. I feel, I feel like he either was working on or has a master's in divinity or something. He's yeah. a highly, Fierce. highly learned man. Yes. And in the case that he is a deacon, to participate in the diaconate within the Catholic Church, that is like, what, at least a five-year-long process. Yeah. They are required to do some advanced degree work. There's yes. all kinds of stuff. So it's not... It's not like way back when, when I was one of the elders at a startup church. It's a little more impressive than that. That's funny, but it's true. It is true. It is true. Um, so the lanky guys in their dynamic duo-ness, they're cheesy as can be. Yeah. Uh, but what they will do on a weekly basis is they will take the Sunday Mass Liturgy of the Word and do their magic to it and yes. help kind of talk through some different things Um much better than I just did or that Meg just did talking through context and talking through message of what is it that what was the, what's an intended message from this specific yes. choice of verses coming together. They do this for the Sunday masses. It's not daily, but for right. your Sunday mass readings, they are excellent. They're, they are a little cheesy. They're funny. They make pop culture references. Yeah. yeah. And Every single time I listen, I'm like texting Kyle lines from it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. It's really well worth the listen. Very solid. Even if you're not Catholic, I mean, it's not, yeah, I don't feel yeah. like it's like an overly Catholic view. And if you just are like, I can't go to church because of the pandemic, but I miss hearing good Bible teaching, highly, right. highly recommend and the even, Lincoln guys. Even if you're agnostic or, or whatever else, or just curious. Yeah. Um, boy, they 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 show how beautifully put together. Right. How how now you're going to get me all spun up on this. I kind of alluded to this earlier that that the prophet Isaiah that 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 book was written before Jesse was born. And to me, this is such a if you need any convincing of the validity of yeah. Christianity, mm-hmm. there's no way by human power that this could be scammed. Right. You're talking across thousands of years. Yeah. Tens of thousands of years yeah. that you have prophecy, that you have fulfillment of that prophecy in a way that that you could not fabricate. No matter what kind of a organized team you had, you couldn't fake it. And when you begin to realize that the breadth of time that's covered and the exactness with which things that can be confirmed in, in secular historical record is just like, oh wow, yes, the, this is a this is a real thing. Absolutely, yes. All right, all right. Whew, got one lifestyle for you. One lifestyle. Do you, it. You picked up at the grocery store uh, over the weekend. We listen. We're not fancy. We like a box yeah, wine. We we're not high dollar. We yeah. recognize that sometimes consumption outweighs our budget. Yeah. And so we're not afraid of a wine in a box if it's a good one. We've had, we've drank wine in a box for years and Mm -hmm. we've found some good ones and some bad ones, but, um, we, you picked up the black box brand. We've we've had it before. Yeah, we have. We started with that and then we got, uh, distracted by Boda. Yeah. It was also very good. It's very good. We picked up the black box Cabernet Sauvignon and you guys, it is delicious. It is so smooth and drinkable. You had a specific. It's buttery. Buttery. You can actually. If you think about it, you can taste butter. Yeah, it's from, I like butter. It's the 2019 out of Chile. It's like not fancy people wine, but right. if you want something really drinkable, it'd be great. It is a great dinner wine. Hey, here's what you do. And I'm not even kidding. Kind of kidding, but maybe not. Buy, buy a box of this. Go buy a $50, $60 bottle of wine. You enjoy that with somebody that matters to you. 
And then when you have company come over, you go funnel some of that Boda box into the nice bottle. Yeah. Most people aren't going to know the difference. <laughs> it's a good wine. They'll just be like, oh, this is delight. They'll be disappointed yeah. when they go to buy the expensive one and it doesn't taste like butter. That's right. It's true. Anyway. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. Is there anything we've missed? I don't think there could possibly be. Okay. Any any Catholics out there who have noticed glaring errors, just share them with us gently. Don't hurt us. We're very sensitive, as you know. We're, yeah, we are. <laughs> Megan will punch you somewhere. She'll punch you in a place I can't say the name of. <laughs> she did it at Thanksgiving. There's nothing stopping her now. That's right. Well, okay. If you would, if you can find a way, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Apparently, for viewers in the United Kingdom, Netflix can be pretty dangerous. If you are from there, or know someone who lives there, Get the warning out. Everyone do their part. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.